Hello, and welcome to episode 99 of the Indie Business Podcast brought to you by the Indie Business Network. We serve independent small business owners nationwide by offering them affordable product and general liability insurance, as well as entrepreneurial training and mentoring through our powerful signature framework, the Indie Business Blueprint, our four-step sequential success path to help you build the life and business of your dreams. I am your host, Donna Maria. I am a certified entrepreneur mentor and the founder and CEO of the Indie Business Network. In this episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Robin Turner of Violet Botanical Skincare in Los Angeles, California. One of the first things you might notice about the Violet Botanical brand is the gorgeous violet blue bottles in which each product is carefully packaged. These bottles are not only beautiful, but they are also reflective of Robin's deep Gullah cultural heritage. Listen out in this episode for the connection between the package and the product, just one of the many points that make the Violet Botanicals brand so unique. I can't wait for you to hear more, so sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Robin now. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 99. And now let's get right to it with Robin Turner of Violet Botanical Skincare in Los Angeles, California. Robin Turner of Violet Botanical Skincare in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Thank you, Don Maria. Thank you for having me. Well, we are delighted to have you, Robin. So Violet Botanical Skincare. So one of the things that stands out so much to me about your brand is those violet bottles that you use. So I'm going to start right there and ask you, we're going to ask you about how you started your business, but I need to start with those beautiful violet bottles. What is the story there? You know, that I... Honestly, I think that was the ancestors talking to me because I chose that color because it's just such a beautiful color. It is, it is, it's a color of royalty and just, it's just a soothing color also. But then when I look back into my family history on my maternal um, side, my grandfather, my mother's father, he is Gullah from South, the low country, South Carolina. And I remember growing up seeing these blue bottles on the trees. And it's just like, what were these blue bottles? And I was just kind of doing research and then learned about the bottle trees and how those blue bottles were used um, to capture evil spirits so they wouldn't go into the home. And I thought, oh my goodness, I grew up seeing these blue bottles, never knew what they were. And then all of a sudden I chose blue bottles for this business. I thought that that was the ancestors talking to me. Well, that is so interesting because you know I'm I'm in South Carolina. I'm not in the low country, but I'm not too far from it. So that is such an interesting story. So did the business start sort of as a result of the ancestor speaking to you in the blue bottles? Like tell us a little bit about that. 
Well, you know, well, as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. So uh, my son, uh, when he was younger, had gotten eczema, like a lot of children do, and they, they grow out of it, and he'd gotten eczema. And so the doctor was, you know, we have a doctor, we chose a doctor who is very, um, she's, let's try everything before we go to, you know, synthetic pharmaceuticals. And so she had us trying different types of over-the-counter creams, and they just were not working. And they were leaving the skin greasy, sheets, clothes, everything greasy. And so that's when I thought about my grandmother, who is also from the South, she would make stuff. And I, and I said to my aunt, I said to her, I said, remember when mama used to make these things and they didn't smell good, they didn't taste good, but it always worked. And so my grandmother's not with us anymore, so I couldn't go and pick her brain, but I just was just kind of thinking about some of the things and I started doing my research. And I started with folk herbalism, African herbalism, kind of the slave herbalism, and just started seeing some of the things. I'm like, oh, that's what she was making. Oh, and some of these things started to like, oh, I remember that. And so that's when I thought, okay, there's something in here and I want to go natural. I want to go natural. I don't want to do the steroid creams because that over time makes your eczema worse. There are ingredients in the steroid cream that actually irritates eczema. So it's like, you're trying to relieve the eczema, but you include ingredients in there that irritated. So that was just a no-go for me. And so Again, that could have been, again, my grandmother speaking through me, you know, so, and it's just how all of this came together because of my son <laughs> and, and my husband, he, he has eczema also. Right. And so, so let's dive into that a little bit too, because the products that we make are great, but, but that messaging that we get from years past is just as important as the, the brand that we're creating, right? Because, I mean, I know when I started my business, it was all about the memory that I had of my grandmother making soap. And of course, when we were little, we had no idea what they were doing. But those memories, when they come back, are very strong and they populate our minds when we're starting our own businesses. And they infiltrate really the bottles that you're filling today, like tell us a little bit about how that all fits together with the message of your brand today. Well, it's, you know, I, my message is, you know, I want to, you know, harmonize body and nature. And in several cultures, the African culture, I know in Ayurvedic medicine, they say that when we have illness is because we, our bodies, we are out of sync with nature because no one, even dermatologists, they don't really know what causes eczema. All they know is that it is an inflammatory response. You know, your immune system has an inflammatory response to something that has irritated you. And so I thought, okay, we're out of touch with nature. And so that's why I thought, you know what, the ingredients that I use, I want them to come from the earth, from nature, because that's where we come from. You know, we are of the earth. I mean, you know, most of us are of the earth and, and our backgrounds. And so, and I just thought I want to take it back to that. Putting that handmade, it's something, you know, when my grandmother would make stuff and we'd be like, oh, mama, this really tastes good. Or this is really good. And she would always say, oh, thank you. Because I put love into it. You know, right, and, right. 
And it's just something about herbalism to me that it, it touches our heart, it touches our spirit, it connects us to nature, it touches our mind. And plant-based stuff, they do that. They have energetics in there. And when, when I'm working with it, I'm always conscious of being in the right frame of mind. Because when I'm working with plant materials, those energetics from the plants, the energetics from me, we're transferring energetics back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that transfers into the bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a mechanical process, right? There's an infusion of self that goes into every product that you make. Exactly. And and, I, and like, again, it just embodying my grandmother. It's like, I'm putting love in here. I'm putting my passion. I'm putting my mm-hmm. soul in here. You know, mm-hmm. as I'm making it, I'm like, you know, and I'm talking to myself and I'm like, you know, whoever mm-hmm. uses this, get this, you know, let, the, let it fill them. Let it, you know, not only, you know, relieve their eczema mm-hmm. itch or their dry skin, but also just nourish their soul, you know, mm-hmm. bring them joy and happiness. And so this is what I am channeling into when I'm making my products. This is what I'm channeling into that, into the bottles. So Robin, it sounds like your, your business serves others, but it also sounds like in a fulfilling, almost like a mysterious way, it also serves you. It does. It does. And like I said, it just, it allows me to, I know sometimes when I'm making the products or when I'm trying something, I will have conversations sometimes with my grandmother. I'm like, you know, mama, I'm doing this. I wish you could see me, but I know you can see me. Mm -hmm. I know that you are, you know, channeling this to me. Mm -hmm. I know you've led me to this and this is our connection. Even though you're not here on the earth with us anymore, this is my connection with you. What a beautiful circle of life. I love that. So Robin, take us back to when you started your business. Like how did the evolution happen? How did you start your business? Tell us that story. Well, it's like I said, so my son um, had eczema. And so when we took him to the pediatrician, she said he has eczema, told him to use the over-the-counter stuff and it wasn't working. So then when I started researching and I and I took courses, I went to UCLA, I, I've studied with, um, you know, some of the foremost, you know, essential oil um, um, leaders and, and, and herbalists. And so... Um, And in studying and in discovery, I'm like, okay, I'm finding these different ingredients. And so I started, so I thought, okay, shea butter. Let's start with shea butter because in the African or in the African-American or African diaspora uh, home, shea butter is, you know, ubiquitous, right? So it's just shea butter is just in the homes. And so I said, let me start with shea butter. And I did, and I noticed that, it started to work, like the the dry scaly patches started to work. And so one day I went into my doctor's office just for a physical. And I've been going to this doctor for a long time. And so she she comes in and because I've been going to her first one, my chart is like, is, you know, this is when they had charts. And my chart was thick, like a textbook. And she walks in the door and she stops. And so, you know, you always feel uncomfortable sitting there in that gown and you're just waiting for the doctor. And she walks in and she stops in the doorway and she says to me, what have you been doing to your skin? So all of a sudden, 
like some of human nature, we automatically go to the negative. I'm like, oh my God, she sees something. I'm doing something. I'm dying, right? That was the first thing I think, I'm dying. <laughs> and so she says, your skin looks so great. Oh my God, what have you been doing to it? And mind you, she hasn't even touched me yet. She's still in the door waving my chart in her arms. And so, and then that's when I told her, she says, oh my God, I have so many patients that will like only shower or bathe like once a week or once every two weeks because their skin is so dry. Oh my God, you need to sell that stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm just trying to relieve my family's dry skin mm -hmm. and from <laughs> eczema. And so, and then it just took off from there. So, so when you started taking these classes, like, was it with the intention of just making things, you know, to help your own dry skin? Well, it was, it was, it was the intentions of that. And then after she, you know, the doctor said, you know what, you really need to start selling this. And I'm, I am probably a research nerd. I mean, I love research. You know, I love, you know, a lot of, some people like to sit and watch TV or Netflix and chill. Me, I like to read research. And so I just, that is just who I am. I always, and even from a child, always wanted to know why. Don't tell me, well, two plus two is four. I want to know why two plus two is four. And so that's when I went into it. I wanted to go into it with an understanding and a background of how it works. And that is the same, even the same reason why I went into kinesiology. Like, don't tell me to exercise because it's good for my body. Why? Why is it good for my body? Why if I don't do it, it's not good for my body. So that's really what led me to, um, I wanted to know for my family, but then when I decided, okay, if I'm gonna sell this, if someone asks me a question, I wanna be able to answer that question intelligently. And if I can't answer it, you know, to say, hey, you know what, I can't answer that, but at least to know where I can go to get the answer and say, I'll get back to you on that one. And so, Robin, tell us a little bit about the actual process of starting a business. Like, you know, you were making the products. Like, what did you do first? Like, were you in California? Like, did you file for an LLC first? Did you set up a website? Like, for people who are listening and they're like, well, I have a product and I'm ready to put it in a jar. Like, what do I do to actually get started with the business now that I know how to make the product? Like, tell us that process, if you would. Right. So what I did is I did go through all of the legal stuff first. And it's um, because we also have um, another business. My husband has a business. So I kind of understood what we um, what I needed to do. And I wanted to make sure I have all my bases covered first. So what I did was uh, I filed for my tax ID first and all of this stuff. You can hire someone to do it, but I'm renegade. I'm like, I can do this. You know, it might take me a little longer, but when you're bootstrapping, it, it saves you coins. So I said, let me do this myself. And so, um, so first I got my tax ID, then I filed for my LLC. And then after that, then I filed my trademark because we were at a period of time. This was around uh, 2016. And so 2015, 2016, and this was around when a lot of people were, you know, building these brands and then all of a sudden 
somebody from who knows where all of a sudden took their name or took their trademark, you know? And, and so I was talking to a, a fellow um, brand uh, owner and she was saying, you know, you really should do this. And I was like, oh, wow, you know what? You're right. That was the part I missed. And so I did all of that paperwork first. And then I filed for, um, you know, my business license here in California, my seller's permit. So I did all of that paperwork. Now, you know, I'm telling you now briefly, but I mean, it took me, like I said, I'm not a professional at this. So, you know what, it may have taken someone who does this every day. It may have taken them, you know, a day or so to fill it out. But when I did that, um, that trademark, paperwork. I mean, that took me like, I took my time and I like blocked out a week. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And this is all that I'm going to do. And so, and I did, and I, you know, meticulously worked through all of that paperwork myself. And so you must have had an incredible amount of discipline to do that on the front end. And the reason I say that is because when we have a product to sell and it is it is like ready to go, we are so excited and we cannot wait to get that product to market. So you wanted to make sure that you had the business side solid um, or at least the parts that you wanted to get solidified first before you started selling. Is that what you're saying? You kind of did it that way? Correct. You got that done on your own first. And so did you actually get a registered trademark before you started selling or did you just file for it and then started selling and then it was registered along the way? It was I started selling in the process while I was waiting for it to get approved. So I started started selling. And then also to, you know, when you talk about me having the discipline, Mm -hmm. my husband and I have an accountant who is, you know, I call her like, she's five foot one, but I call her a pit bull because she is. And and I always say she has trained us well. We've had her for over 30 years and she has trained us well. So, so, so all the credit is not due to me. Like, oh, I know how to, you know, I knew to do this, but, you know, over the course of these decades, she, you know, when we would do stuff with the other business, she would say, well, did you do this? And you have to do that. And you have to do that. So I was kind of a bit aware of what I needed to do. So uh, for my husband's business, her office handled all of that because her office does more than accounting and they do all that. So her office, um, um, handle all of that stuff. But um, yeah, so when I did mine, you know, I just refer, you know, I consulted with her and because mm-hmm. she, and because we've had her for so long, she's not one of these type of accountants. I think every time you call her up, okay, that was half an hour. I'm billing you. You know, she's, <laughs> she's not one of those type of people. So I, you know, I would just call her or shoot her an email or a text. Mm-hmm. She would just say, okay, well, you need to do this or whatever. And, um, and, and that's what, and that's what I did. And I would just, I would just Google. I I went to Google University. (laughs) Yes, yes. It is such, you know, and that Google University, I mean, it is such a great uh, opportunity that we have today as entrepreneurs to be able to use the internet as a resource. And of course, everything on the internet is not to be trusted, but it is such an incredible, valuable resource that we did not have you know, 
our, our, our parents did not have that as an opportunity to start their businesses. So it's such a great thing. So what year was this, Robin, that you actually started your business? So I officially launched in 2016. Okay, great. Okay, that's so great that that wasn't even really that long ago. So tell us, how do you sell your products? Like, what's your business model like? Is it direct to consumer, wholesale, private label? What are the different ways that you sell your Violet um, skincare line? Okay, so I sell uh, direct to consumer on my website, and that's how I started direct to consumer on my website. And then I also, um, and then I started doing um, farmers markets and pop ups and, and, and special events. And then um, I started wholesale. And so, and that's what I'm doing now. And so, and that's what now I'm even expanding because even though I started in 2016, you know, this is always, to me, it is always a work in progress. It's not like, okay, I started this business, I'm selling these widgets and that's it. I'm, I'm in widget heaven. You know, it's always a work in progress. Things are always changing. Things are always updating. So I'm trying to stay on, you know, top of what's what's going on. And so um, and so now I'm like, OK, I feel like that I've built a community. And that's to me is most importantly, is that I'm not about um, okay, well, let me just, you know, just sell on this and whatever. I'm really about building a community. And, and that Donna Maria is from listening to you and following the Indie Business Network is like, you know, building that community. And then uh, another friend of mine, who's a yogi, she gave me this article where it's called a thousand true followers. And they talk about if you have just a thousand dedicated followers and, and he talks about, and I think this, I think this came out in the eighties. And if you have like a thousand true followers, then you can really have a successful business because those will be your ambassadors. They will be your marketing people. They will be your advertising, your salespeople. They will be all of that for you. And so, you know, listening and, and being a part of Indie Business Network and, and, and that just, you know, made me think that really it's all about building a community and really providing quality information and, and quality and, and backing it with research or, or just, yeah, just really being true to people and not just, oh, well, I'm just out here trying to sell you this skincare and then I'm moving on to the next person. Now, Robin, you realize you just dropped a ton of knowledge in about 60 seconds. So we have to we have to go back and unpack this because you hit on so many key points. So the first thing I want to ask you about is you talked about how it's a work in progress and how nothing is ever really done. So I want to ask you a little bit about that because it makes me think about how um Sometimes we think we have arrived in business, like, okay, I started this business and now have this business model set up and it's going to work this way forever, sort of like set it and forget it. And it's really not that way. So I want to ask you, Robin, how do you maintain a mindset of having the same business? Like your business is the same. It's Violet Botanical Skincare and you're, you're selling, you have the same brand message and it's the same trademark and some things stay the same while other things evolve. How do you maintain consistency in the brand while 
the brand also still evolves. Does that question make sense? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it stays it, the it, same, but it's also an evolution. Right. And it is fluid and it's always, it's, you know, it's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I really uh, dug deep into my community and going out and doing pop-ups and events. And I know a lot of people will go out and they will do farmer's markets and they'll do events thinking, okay, yes, I have this sales projection in mind and this is how much I want to make, but I also go for me, I go out there and I use that as recon because people in talking to people without even having a clipboard and asking specific questions, how many times a day do you use moisturizer and what kind of moisture, you know, but just talking to people and listening to their story, Donna Maria, that is what keeps me ebbing and flowing because when I started, like I said, because my husband and son have eczema, and so do I, we have eczema. And then I thought, okay, but there are also people out there with dry skin. And when I talk to people, oh, you know, my family, we have eczema. And it's like, so do I. And my skin is so dry. And, and I was like, oh, you know, there are people out there who might not necessarily have eczema, but they have dry skin. And so in listening to these conversations, when people come to my booth or to my table, that's what actually more so than say, what's the, you know, air quotes trend that's, that's happening in the beauty world, but what actual people are telling me through the conversations when they are sampling the products, they're smelling it, they're testing it. And I just, like a computer, I'm keeping that all in my head. And when I get home, I'm like jotting this stuff down. I'm jotting it down. And I love so that you said that, like that's your recon. I love that. And it's so funny because I heard a quote once that sort of dovetails with what you just said, and I'm paraphrasing, and I can't remember who said it, but it was no business model survives the first sale. Mm -hmm. Like, because you have this great plan, it's going to work, and then you sell a product and your customer has some feedback and you're like, oh, recon, yeah. recon, I got some <laughs> feedback now. And I love that because it's just a reminder that we have to pay attention to what our customers are saying. And the evolution is so beautiful because after you create your community and you have your customers, you never have to make anything up after that because they tell you what to do essentially, right? Exactly. In your recon missions, they give you your marching orders. Exactly. And you get so yeah. much discovery from your customer. And like yeah. I said, it doesn't even have to be a formal survey. Just right. listen, you know, just read listen. Right. Read your comments. Like when yes. people writing mm -hmm. comments, read what they say. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, or or when someone sometimes they'll shoot me an email, like I mm -hmm. read all of my emails. And when, yeah. you know, they shoot me an email, you know, I like, thank you for that. And or the YouTube stuff. And it's like, yes. and that's how, you know, that's how I evolve. And because we as creators, as mm -hmm. artisans, in our minds, we know what um, what we like. And and to to paraphrase Erica Badu, one time mm -hmm. she was introducing a new song, and so she was like, "Okay, I want to." It, it was a live, and she says, "I want to. I'm going to introduce this to you, but you know, but remember, I'm an artist, so I'm sensitive about my bleep word, you know." So. Mm -hmm. 
And so, and I think all of us as handcrafters and as artists and crafters, I think we can have that side of sensitivity about our stuff. It's like our baby, you know, like mm-hmm. we we've thought about this. It, we go to sleep thinking about it. We wake up, it wakes us up in the middle of the night thinking about it, like, oh, I have this idea. And and so we can get sensitive about it. Right. And I had to um I had to remove that. Now. I'm not perfect at it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, you feel crushed, but you look at it as, okay, how can I learn from this? Right, what right. This teaching me, you know, yes. like stop thinking about as the formulator and, and the founder and think like a customer or a community mm-hmm. member or, you know, someone who has dry skin. Think of what you look for, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's so good. That's so rich. And and just for those of you who may not have heard about the thousand true followers, you can look this up, as Robin said, on the Google, right? It's <laughs> Kevin Kelly's work, a thousand true fans. And it is, there is so much truth to it. And it sounds so simple, but it is, there is volumes of truth there, Robin. And I'm so thankful that you brought that up. And you're welcome. we have a blog post at our website called Community is King, right? I know they say cash is king, but I'm telling right. you, if you get that community together, you don't have to worry about the cash. So exactly. thank you so much for bringing that up. I want to ask you, speaking of community, Robin, about your YouTube show. It's called <laughs> Work With Me Wednesday. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that, how it got started, and how is that supporting your brand as well? Well, you know, I thought of, again, ways to connect with um, with the mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and giving them an insight because I want to be transparent. And so, you know, we, we have some politicians out here who talk about transparency, transparency. I'm like, I want to be transparent. Like I said, even from a child, I was always why, 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 why? Don't tell me two plus two is four. Tell me why two plus two is four. And so, and I thought, well, maybe there's some people out there who are the same way. And so I used to do it as a blog post or, and, and, and so one time my, one of my, um, well, my main uh, supplier in Botswana, he reached out to me and he said, Robin, he says, have you ever thought about maybe putting a video camera in your lab or, or, or something like that? So people can actually see. And I thought, Oh, Tris, that's a good idea. And then once it got started and people liked, I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll do it once in a while, like maybe once a month, because I do it every you know Wednesday. And so I thought, well, maybe once a month I'll do it. And then it got really good response. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, I can't put the horse back into the barn. I got to keep this going now. <laughs> and so um, as I got more and more comfortable, and again, just being a part of the Indie Business Network, Donna Maria, and just and being a part of some of your workshops that you've had in the past. I mean, mm-hmm. I, like I said I keep copious notes. I, I really am a research nerd. I keep mm-hmm. tons of notes. My husband teased me. He's like, you remember that movie Seven when the guy he kept all them little notes and, and oh yes, 
Oh, I yes, that no movie. Books. Yeah, Brad yes. Pitt, girl. Yes. yes, sorry, I digress. <laughs> yes, well, I have notebooks full of notes. And I tell you, I and, and I'm not saying this because I'm on your show. I literally go back to my notes and I have them, you know, highlighted and I have them dog-eared in my books from when you've had guests on. And, and you did a whole series about being comfortable with being on camera. And, and oh, this was maybe maybe two or three years ago I think maybe mm-hmm. during COVID or something mm-hmm. I think you did a whole series like that and mm-hmm. ever since then you planted that seed in me and then mm-hmm. when Tris said that I was like okay Don Maria said it now Tris is asking about it and mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay I, I just I just got to do it and just get comfortable with it but mm-hmm. that really that really started with your that workshop I took with you yeah mm-hmm. oh that. I'm so glad to hear that and you know it's such a blessing to have the ability to connect with your customers using a piece of technology that weighs a half a pound that is in your hand all the time. Exactly. Like, how can you not do that? Like, and I, I, you know, this is something that it just baffles me that, and I know there's a learning curve and there is a comfort curve because it's, you know, you know, especially the ladies, you know, we got to put our lipstick on and our hair can't be all over our heads, right? So there's a little bit more effort that goes into it. Um, but it is so worth it when your customers can look you in the eye and feel your energy, because to know, like, and trust you is to buy from you, period. Exactly. End of story, <laughs> right? Exactly. And so exactly. for your YouTube channel, you experience that, right? Do you see a connection between the videos that you do, that eye contact and conversation that you have with your community and the strength of your brand message and the ability to have a sales opportunity? There's a connection, right? There is. There's definitely that connection. And um, I always also wanted to be one of my core values, transparency, using good degrees and education. Because like I said, I'm a research nerd. You know, my, my mom's a retired educator. She's always wanted me to be a teacher. And I thought, you know what? This is a way I can I can teach and satisfy my mom's, you know, that, that, that branch of, of teaching. But, and then, because I just think I want the community to know what they're using and I want them to be educated because there was years ago, I'm, I'm a native New Yorker. So there, years ago, there was this, this one company and this guy, you know, he had a clothing business. I think his name was like Cy Sims. And he says, an educated commu- consumer is the best consumer. And that was his tagline. Yes, yes. And it's like, and I always thought, you know what? Yeah, I want to educate people. I don't want to be smoke and mirrors. Yeah, be able to see me. I want Mm -hmm. them to trust me. You know, Mm -hmm. and and you said this, Don Maria, you said people don't buy Mm -hmm. because of they like your brand. They buy because of you. They're Mm -hmm. buying you. Yes. Just like with you, Don Maria, we're buying you and what you're offering us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that reminder. And and I know another thing we've discussed before too is that people can duplicate everything about your brand except for you. Exactly. They can't duplicate you. And so I love that you have this amazing YouTube channel. I love that you are um, sharing the knowledge because people 
can buy everything that we offer every daggone where today. I mean, there is there everything is available everywhere. But when you are sharing from your heart and to go full circle to what you were talking about, Robin, at the very beginning of our conversation today, you are you are educating because you are a research nerd, as you say. And and let me just say this too, Robin, and I know you will agree. When you are making the products you sell, you have to be a research nerd because you are making the products you sell. You have to educate yourself about what you're making. Otherwise, you're not making a quality product. So, So you bring that to the table, Robin, but you also bring this ancestral wholeness to your brand, which is another level of education and another level of meaning right so it's not just knowledge it's not just scientific knowledge which is obviously important but there's also a feeling there's also a meaning there's a heart and a soul that you combine with that that gives a whole nother experience to your buyer that other people are not offering right right exactly and you know and i've found when i go out people actually like that they like knowing the backstory because people, I get it all the time. Well, why did you pick this blue? This is such a striking blue color. And and when I tell people the story, they are like, you know, they're like entranced and they want to hear more. And, and it really does. And, and I think about that. Yes, people are buying me. They're buying my story because like you said, they can get body butter and marula oil. They can get that anywhere but it's also like I said I think it's the truth and the honesty and the passion that I bring to it because it's it's more to me than just selling a product it's like I'm trying to you know a lot of things have been lost and we're continuing to lose as far as our history especially those of us who are of the African diaspora we're losing a Mm -hmm. lot of that and it's Mm -hmm. being it's being polished, you know. It's it's taken from us. Mm-hmm. It's being repackaged, and then it's mm-hmm. sold back to us without any soul, without mm-hmm. any purpose. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and this is what I want to bring: is that to let you know that you know this is part of your heritage. This mm-hmm. is, and to understand that this is mm-hmm. this is your heritage. And so your brand is 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 so much broader than just skincare. It's keeping a message alive, keeping a way of life alive. As you mentioned, the low country, which you're physically so far away from now, but you are also um, keeping, keeping that alive and that, that Gullah heritage, which is so rich and has been taken over. Like when when you go to that part of the country, now you have to dig for it. You have to look for it. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, we do. My 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 mother and my uncle, they have gone, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they've tried because we still have um family there. And actually there's a, a street named after, well, it's not named after our family. It's probably named after the you know enslavers that owned our family. But and it, and, and they and they're trying to find this, you know, like the markers in the cemetery mm-hmm. for you know, my, my <laughs> grandparents. And right. so it is, it's just, to me, it is, you know, like right. I said, it's just the ancestors honoring mm-hmm. 
my ancestors and myself, you know, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that I can teach my son that mm-hmm. he can see this. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's such a it's such a beautiful illustration of how today's work can honor the past and how the past can live through what we do today. So Robin at Violet Botanical Skincare, I encourage you all to go check it out, learn from her, the kinesiology, the YouTube channel, which is so fascinating and so much to learn there. Robin, tell us a little bit about what you have, um, any specials, any sorts of new products that you want to share and where's the best place to follow you as well if we want to join the community. Right. So to join the community, you can find me at um, violetbody.net and you can join the community there on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at violetbodyme and on YouTube, it's Violet Botanical Skincare uh, LLC. And um, the new things that I have, well, well, we have our my Father's Day special that will come up is normally when I go out, I have the one ounce of my body oil and I only usually sell that when I'm out in person at events, but I will have that for Father's Day because it's such a great beard oil because a lot of men who have grown these beautiful um, COVID beards, but sometimes they forget the skin underneath and the skin underneath is so dry. And I'm again, going out talking to men and it's like, yeah, my skin is really dry under my beard. And I'm like, yeah, your beard looks great on the outside. But so, so I will have that um, available um, starting at the beginning of uh, June. I will have that available for my Father's Day special. And then also what I'm working on, I had a meeting with this woman who has a lingerie store and she used to be in the fragrance business for over 30 years. And we had this meeting and she smelled the products and she was like, oh my goodness, you need to be in high end fragrance stores. She says, these aromas are beautiful. So now I am working on taking my two aromas, the queen of flowers, which is more of a floral blend and the Egyptian, which is more of a spicier blend. I'm making actually um, perfumes out of them to then now market those to, um, to, to fragrance distributors. That is brilliant. Let me just tell you, because I'm on your website right now, and I'm so glad you said that because I was going to ask about the difference between the Egyptian and the queen of flowers, because I am a body oil girl. So (laughs) I am really excited to see that. So you're going to take the queen of flowers, which is more floral and the Egyptian, which is more spicy. And oh my goodness, I love them both. So I may be in trouble, but um, (laughs) so you're going to, you're going to add a perfume blend onto, onto those so we can layer. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I bet, are they going to be in violet bottles too? Well, well, you know what I did? I ran the special uh-huh. of the Queen of Flowers perfume uh, for Mother's Day. And actually, I put them again, just a nod to my mother and, and, and the little girl. And I'm sure a uh-huh. lot of us as little girls would see our mother's pretty uh-huh. perfume bottles with the this uh-huh. little copper top. I put it in one of those. And I didn't realize it. And, and I did. It was a limited edition because uh-huh. I didn't know how it was going to be. Well, they uh-huh. sold it. So of course they did because I'm searching for them on the website now and I missed my chance. So I gotta pay more attention now. Yeah. So so I think that I might put them in mm-hmm. more of that, you know, that mm-hmm. atomizer or mm-hmm. one of those type of just those old pretty, mm-hmm. you know, 
look like um, uh, right. classic perfume bottles, you know, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Okay, okay, good. Well, this is fantastic. And I'm, I'm so excited about the perfume because I have done a little perfume research and taken some classes from some perfumers. I'm super excited about that. So everyone, make sure you check it out, okay? On Instagram, Violet Body Me. And the website is violetbody.net. Robin Turner, thank you so much for joining us, for sharing your brand, your background, and also for giving us some of these amazing entrepreneurial story and tips that you shared with us today. Can't thank wait to get those perfumes, girl. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And also uh, for people, if anybody is in the San Francisco area, um, I'm in a lingerie boutique called She, Her San Francisco. And um, it is in the uh, Pacific Heights area, if you want it. And they sell the oils in there. Okay. She, Her San Francisco. And for those of you who are there, let's just give the address 2108 Sutter Street in San Francisco. You can yes. go there and check it out, everyone. Okay. Thank you so much, Robin, at violetbody.net. Thank we'll you. See you next time, everyone. Thanks, Robin. Bye-bye. Well, I hope this episode of the Indie Business Podcast left you inspired, motivated, and excited about the future of your business and your life. Let's quickly review three of the most significant business insights Robin and I discussed today. One, let your customers tell you what to do. Robin says that you never really arrive at a destination in your business. Instead, you just talk to people and listen to their stories as you maintain a mindset of curiosity about what matters to your customers and clients. Robin says that she listens to the conversations that matter to them. And when she does, she gets the information she needs to move her business forward. People tell their stories. And while listening to them, she gets everything she needs to know exactly what she needs to do next in her business. In other words, she lets her customers tell her what to do. Stop thinking like a founder and start thinking like a customer, Robin says. Two, Build your brand community. Your community, your fans, your followers, these are the people who will become your marketers, your ambassadors, your salespeople, and basically your everything. Robin points out that part of what she has learned by being part of the Indie Business Network is the importance of building a brand community and providing them with quality information backed by research and truth. As she said in the podcast episode, Business is not about being out here just trying to sell a person something and then moving on to the next person. Instead, it's about empowering your community and enhancing their lives. And all you need to do to get started is 1,000 true fans. Three, put a video camera in your hand. Robin talked about how she uses her YouTube channel to educate and share behind the scenes snippets with her community members. Showing people what she actually does engages them in unique ways that even the most beautiful product photos cannot do. Robin credits the Indie Business Network workshops with planting seeds that have helped her to become more comfortable on camera. Well, I hope you enjoyed this special and very, very different episode of the Indie Business Podcast. You can subscribe to the Indie Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. You can also listen at our website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. Just click on the podcast link. We do rely heavily on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about the entrepreneurs featured on our show. So if you listen there, would you take a moment to give our podcast five stars? It helps us so much to know that you appreciate the inspiring stories we bring to you. And we appreciate it when you partner with us to bring more visibility to the small business owners we feature here on this show. We'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, enjoy your life, build your business, and have your way.